on today's episode of Siren Sports. And I am talking about the world champion Denver Nuggets. If you guys beat an eight, you beat a four, then you beat a seven, and then you beat an eight. You guys are hitting beach balls being thrown at you right now, guys. Come on now. That on Monday night, something special was going to happen, especially with the Larry O'Brien trophy in the building. But you're not going to sit there with a straight face and fucking tell me that that's how you feel. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 10 of Siren Sports, man. We in double digits now, man. It's crazy. Y'all have been sticking with us. I fuck with it. I fuck with y'all. Thanks for staying. I am your host. I go by the name of town. Next to me, as usual, your co-host, Rico. How are you living this week? <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, 10 more episodes, or not 10, 90 more episodes till 100. Make sure we get to 100, but also make sure we get to 100 subscribers. 100 subscribers, you heard the man. And uh, next to Rico, our executive producer, and on mic number three, we got Gary. How y'all doing this week, Gary? Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Feeling good, feeling festive. Before I go any further, just got to show you guys this cool crown that I got for my daughter, my six-year-old. Her name is Araceli Enriquez. She made daddy that. And hold on. And I got a badge. It says I'm the best dad ever, and it says my name on it. So... Oh, yeah, that's official. And I got a beautiful card, so thank you so much, sweetheart. Daddy, appreciate it. And happy Father's Day to you, town, as well. Hey, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Happy Father's Day to you as well, Gary. Happy Father's Day to y'all out there. All the real daddies out there holding it down. Nothing but love and respect from Cyber Sports, man. Must be nice. (laughs) <laughs> I, I thought you were going to have a bunch of little juice boxes in here because you are Father Juice. So. <laughs> Must be nice to be able to celebrate Father's Day, but no comment. Aww. <laughs> my dad was the milkman, all right? <laughs> he hey, never my, came my, back from the store. My dad was the milkman, too, but he went to jail, so. <laughs> <laughs> mine did, too. Well, mine did a lot of things, but. Oh, yeah. Oh, but that, that's, that's a conversation for another day. That's a conversation for. Uh, anyway. Maybe maybe a different podcast. No, not quite there this you go. one. Not about the, not the Clyde. Right platform. No, definitely not the right platform. What we talk about here is we talk about some sports shit, and we're going to start off this week with the Around Town segment. And uh, let me tell you, there's only one thing going on noteworthy in this town right now, and I am talking about the world champion Denver Nuggets NBA Finals beat the Miami Heat in five games, showed out Nikola Jokic Finals MVP, Jamal Murray, miraculous comeback from, uh, from his ACL and putting up a miraculous performance. They played as a team and they brought it back, and I'm I'm happy to be a Denver Nuggets fan and be able to live and experience that. Man, you spoke it to, you spoke it into existence last week. I will give it to you. You did speak on it. You did speak on it. You let everybody know that on Monday night something special was going to happen, especially with the Larry O'Brien Trophy in the building, and you did not disappoint. Hey, man. Well, it, it, I said what it, what it, how special it was for Nuggets fans. For the very first time ever, we had the opportunity to win the NBA championship and not only win the NBA championship, but do so on our home floor in front of our home crowd. That was incredible, and they delivered. It was. It was a piece of cake for you guys. I hate to say it. All right. <laughs> Subjectively speaking, I looked back at the numbers, and I'm telling you guys, you guys had one of the easiest walk-in championship runs there is. I think that your championship was won during the regular season. That's why you got your one seed. And the only real big obstacle you guys had was a, a team with Booker and Kevin Durant that didn't even have a chance to really mesh together. Uh-oh, Hill Gary. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You guys beat an eight. 
you beat a four, then you beat a seven, and then you beat an eight. You guys are hitting beach balls being thrown at you right now, guys. Come on now. I mean, I'm just, I'm not hating, but I got to put it into subjective mode because it was a legitimate chip, but it was an extremely easy chip to acquire, in my humble opinion. You going to let him talk about you like that? No, no, no. Okay, okay. Gary, you're not going to sit there with a straight face and fucking tell me that that's how you feel. That the never, like, okay. Never, not once, have the Nuggets won an NBA championship. If it was that easy, they would have multiple. They would have multiple, okay? you go. Like, if you want to break it down, let's break it down. Break let's it down back. for me, sir. Let's go back to the play-in. Teams were jostling for a position to play the Nuggets in the first round because they smelled weakness. Oh, Denver ended the regular season on a horrible run. With the, I smell weakness. LeBron James can get him if he gets the eighth seed. Okay, well, what happened to that? The eight seed showed up. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert. These are no slouches. They showed up and they got smacked in five, okay? Round two, we're going to go Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton. This team was favored to win the championship. Nuggets weren't even favored to win that thing. So the narrative that, oh, this team didn't have time to gel. That's all. It was easy for the nut. No, get, don't give me that bullshit, bro. It really was, though. It really was, though. You add a star player like Kevin Durant right before the all, or excuse me, right before the trade deadline. You're trying to tell me his style of play can go ahead and mesh with a completely other unit of players that well to go ahead and be ready? Was, wasn't, wasn't that the narrative going into the series? Wasn't that the narrative that uh, Kevin Durant and the Suns were too much for the Nuggets and they're going to expose Jokic and they're going to shut him down and Aiton's going to be the powerhouse and he's going to stop Jokic from doing what he can? That was the narrative going in, was it not? That was your guys' best series. That was it. Because after that, what? You played an aging Lakers and then even them, even our Lakers, my Lakers, they barely got all these pieces of the puzzle so last minute, not enough time to gel. It was a last minute run. Watch what happens next year. Watch when everybody gets retained. Oh, okay. Were you singing that same tune when they beat the Warriors? I'm just saying. Were you, were you, were you singing that same tune? There was was that, oh, or was it King James and the Lakers are the Almighty and they're coming for the title? We just matched up better against the Warriors. I give it that. And it was a hard six game series. And just coming into Denver, you guys. If you guys hadn't won that first game, I think it would have been completely different. It was a three-point game with 40-some seconds left in game one. And if the ball just would have dropped the other way. But, I, hey, I'm just saying, you guys won your chip. Just, just pump your brakes there. Like like my uncle used to say, simmer down, pot roast. You know, hey, I got it. You guys got your chip. You got your chip. I know. We, we ain't done bringing this down. You two, you're talking about the Lakers. You're talking about LeBron James. You're talking about Anthony Davis. And you're talking about Rui Yachimura. I throw Rui in there because he showed that he could play at a superstar level with the biggest moments. And man. You guys just stepped up. You guys did step up against the Lakers. But after that, you guys got... The fucking heat, man. The are, heat. Are you kidding me? You guys me? matched up so are, much. Are, are you kidding me? With serious, blew him out the water. Bro, you, okay, they have uh, the they have scene. fucking oh. Thor and Hulk with B Jimmy and Bam, who just knocked off the two favorites in the East. You can't you can't tell me that that was an easy chip. There's no gimmies in the NBA. Like I said, if you show up to playoff basketball, you better be prepared. And the other teams underestimated the Nuggets, and they got smacked in the mouth finding out. Have you ever gone ahead and played basketball with your little nephew and he shoots the ball up? You just slap the shit out the way. That's what you guys did with the Heat. Right. And that was it because they played they, they, no they, slouches. I'm just saying. They played no the slouches. Heat were tired. The Heat played like 10 more games than the Nuggets. What do you expect? They were just coming off a seven game series with Boston and all of a sudden they hop in and it was time for finals and you guys were just sitting there getting off your couch and all that. Of course you guys should have won. It was rightfully so. You guys should have won. But here's my defining question Dynasty or not? It's too early to say. But let me tell you, the Nuggets are going to be in contention for a long time. You think so? They are. And if they and if they can put it together, this this core is young and they're under contract. They ain't going nowhere. 
They're going to have to deal with the Nuggets next year. You're going to have to deal with the Nuggets the year after that and for the foreseeable future, as long as the Cronkies are willing to keep them people around, and that's that's what it's going to be. And that goes back to a question that I stated last weekend. What do you guys do? Do you guys pay top dollar and retain all of these key core players, or do you go ahead and test the market, let some of these guys go? But even that, that messes up your guys' chemistry. For sure. I mean, even even the unproven players have gotten the contracts from the Nuggets. Like At the at the end of last year, they gave Michael, Michael Porter Jr. a $200 million contract without him proving a damn thing so i mean i think they they made their decision and they're going to keep that core together and they're going to they're going to run this shit back as much as they can and man <laughs> i'm sorry town you caught me off guard that was super fired up that was fuego bro fuck god Jesus damn it Christ. gary god you're such a heel yeah, fuck. he said hulk hogan i'm coming for you nick no, 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 no. i don't know somebody turned the heat up in here if this town's takes jesus right on though right on good shit all right and and from from what i could see the only people really upset about the nuggets winning the championship are lebron fans philadelphia fans and you I'm a little salty. What can I say? I'm tired of seeing the parades. And that's another one, too. You guys don't even know what the fuck to do during a parade. You guys ran over a cop. Look at you. Don't even know how to act. You guys oh ran over God. a Denver SWAT officer with Jokic and Murray at the top of the fuck. You don't even know how to act. You don't even know how to act in a parade. Oh, I bet I bet you the I bet you the firefighter driving that truck was sitting there on fucking Snapchat recording the whole damn thing. And then all of a sudden he looks down and there's a cop under his wheel. Yeah, that that's shit was no good but man speaking of the nuggets parade our own rico was down at the parade firsthand experiencing everything going on man it's a parade inside my city yeah well i i, I will say this first uh i was there monday night on market street and let me tell you oh they was going crazy i i was there before all the shooting happened i, I left around like 11 so you know it was it was pretty amazing to see how many people came together to have a good ass time. I don't know where these dudes kept getting these motherfucking fireworks from, but every five seconds there's fireworks in the air. I seen somebody get smacked with uh, toilet paper on fire. Craziest shit ever. Jesus. Uh, oh, hey, what about the picture that you posted? That was probably the best. Oh, and then yeah, you know, we I went on I went to the parade on Thursday, and there was a guy that held up a sign because his friend missed the parade. And it literally said, this man slept in 303-999-6138. Call him or text him that he is a bitch. Wow. So I'm pretty sure... Bruh was getting his phone blown up all day being called a bitch. Bruh, no, that, that's 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 phase on site, bruh. That's phase on site. You put you put my number on a fucking board and have a bunch of people call me and text me telling me what a bitch I am for mixing the fucking parade, bro. But that's phase on site. No, there is. He should have never slept in. I guess I don't know. I'm pretty sure he got millions of messages. Somebody calling him a bitch because he slept in. Can you imagine his girlfriend or his wife? Who the fuck's blowing you up on your phone? Who is this? Who is this? That, that's that's hilarious, man. Just uh, watching the news coverage of the Nuggets, man, of the parade. It was it was incredible. You know, you have Jokic who immediately after the finals is like, I gotta stay here till Thursday. I'm trying to go home, man. Bruh. Well, let me. I'm gonna play y'all a little something. This is what Jokic had to say at the parade. Thank you, though. Uh, you know that I, I told that uh, I don't want to stay on parade, but I fucking want to stay on parade. This is the best. <laughs> Ah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is amazing. This is, uh, we're all going to remember this the, our whole lives. And uh, 
And when we see you guys that uh, came out on the streets, and uh, actually this one is for you. We love you, Denver. This one is for you. Thank you, guys. You know, speaking on Jokic really quick, not to cut you guys off, but he is a very, very down-to-earth cat. He looks like the kind of guy that just not a lot phases him. He seems like somebody that's really content in his place in life. He has a life outside of basketball. He has other hobbies and passions. He's a father. He's an avid uh, equestrian, I guess you would say, right? Somebody that's very enthusiastic about their horses and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, and, that's a family man. And he is. And he's so down-to-earth. He's very humbling. He's very humbling. So for a character like that being international one and two being the the brightest star in the NBA you really can't deny it right now it's nice to know that he is the opposite of other players as far as just being a down-to-earth cat you know it's not about the money it's not about the championships it's about being a good teammate being a good player playing your role and just being humble I think he's the epitome of somebody that's really winning in life man oh definitely definitely the whole honestly the whole Nuggets team they deserve every bit of love that they're getting from this city man this city has waited a long time for something like this for this team to pull through you know coming from the Carmelo Anthony days or the days back when you know Denver won 11 games in a season. There is this city's been through a lot and they deserve it. But now the question is, can they fucking handle it? Because you have people out there, you know, there's a there was a drug deal gone wrong the night of the celebrations, the night that they won the championship, but 10 people got shot. And then there was two people that got shot at the parade. Like, you know, and of course the fucking police officer that got ran over by the fire truck, you know. You, Fast recovery. Hope he's doing well and everything. Hope hope everybody involved in all those situations is doing well because you don't. That's why you can't go out anymore. You know, you you go out. You're trying to have a good time, and someone else decides to fuck it up. It, I hate to say it, but Denver is, is a major metropolitan, and since legalized marijuana came through, you're getting a lot of obscure cats from a lot of different places that are coming over here trying to make an easy buck, and it really plagues the society culture that you guys have built. I mean, thank God you guys have a very big artsy scene and a lot of young, talented individuals live here and go to DU and stay in the metro area. And it's just unfortunate that for every one or two of those cats, you got five or ten fucking knuckleheads that come over here and mess up for everybody. Yeah. And those are the things that would defer me if I was a Denver fan from going downtown because I'd bring my family and my kids, and I don't want them around that. I don't want them around the elements and things. It's, it's definitely got out of control. Uh I just want to say I hope my boy has a quick recovery. Uh, Monday night he was breaking up a fight, and he got slammed down, one of my old coworkers. So he, he's in the hospital down bad right now. So hopefully my boy recovers strong. He's a strong individual. So I'm praying for him, my boy Elijah. So uh, We're uh, we're sending uh, nothing but love and positive energy towards uh, towards Elijah and hope that he heals fast and again speed recovery sir bad place bad time it's just been crazy because the two past parades I've been to wasn't like what the fuck happened on Thursday like the avalanche parade last year was perfectly fine people were having a good time there's no crazy ass shit even the Broncos when they won in 2015-2016 parade was not crazy but what I saw on Thursday I couldn't believe it like I get it. You're happy to see a championship in your city, but you got players and like police trying to make sure they're going to be perfectly fine. And they get to the last street before the parade's over with the championship and you motherfuckers start jumping in the street, trying to get in the way of the fire truck and shit. Like someone got hurt because of that. And I'm just like, 
that shit ain't cool. Like, I don't know. We we gotta have more self control. Honestly, it's crazy. Selfish acts. Selfish acts. Oh, definitely, definitely, man. So that brings a wrap to the NBA season, but not quite a wrap to NBA news. There is a <laughs> fuck this guy. <laughs> Jesus. So we uh we put a little cherry on top of the NBA season with the news that Ja Morant, Ja Wick, Ja Wick, Ja Wick has been suspended without pay for the first twenty five games of next year. It's a parade inside his city, yeah. What are your thoughts, y'all? <laughs> oh, I think he got a light sentence. I'm going to keep it real. And it's crazy because news is coming out today that the gun that he had was like a gun that like, it's like one of those lighter guns or something, or it was like a toy gun. The news started coming out about that like a couple hours ago. Kid you not, but still. What the fuck are you doing? Like, there's other toys and shit you could use, I guess. But I, I, I really think he got a light sentence because he could have had a way bigger sentence, but they really let him off. I get it, 25, 25 games is a lot still, but they were talking about giving him 50. Well, I mean, if you if you really look at what 25 games means for John Morant, it means that he is no longer eligible for any postseason awards or all-NBA team consideration because he doesn't meet the requirements of the 65 games played in a season. Throwing away money. Throwing away money. And if you look at last year, too, the eight-game suspension that he served for the same fucking thing was – it cost him $39 million because he wasn't elected to an all-NBA team because of that. So – are, are, how much do you really want to be hood, bro? I, I don't understand it. I, I thought the whole purpose was to get up out the hood and never come back and, you know, to do better. That's the thing. Jaw was never in the hood. Yeah, I know. That was my next point I was going to bring up. Yeah, he's, you know, like the cat that they were rapping about in 8 Mile. Yeah. And that's it. He has a good life. Oh, Papa Doc head ass. His parents have a real good marriage. That's true, because Terrence and his parents, yeah, that's it. That's absolutely right. And I don't understand that. I can understand if you were really in the belly, really in the fucking belly of the beast, and you worked your ass off and you, you honed your skills and you signed a great contract to propel not only yourself but your family and your legacy for generations going forward. Why would you want to go back? Why would you want to play something that you are not as a person? For what? I, I, I think it has to do with the people around him. I think it's the people he surrounds himself with that hype him up to make him seem like he's gangsta jaw, gangsta jaw, gangsta jaw, just to, in the end, kind of extort him and really just kind of make him their tool, their pawn. I've always learned a long time ago, you are you are who you associate with and you are guilty by association. Yeah. You hang around with knuckleheads and idiots, guess what? You're just another knucklehead and idiot. You hang around with people that are striving to get better. And my man Robert Yuha said this a long time ago. He said, if you're the smartest man in the room, you're obviously not in the right room. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's very, very true. It's a true fact. You always want to get with other cats that propel you and project you and uplift you and never bring you down and complete opposite. So who the fuck is in his circle? I mean, I don't understand. That's some old head talk. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> that, that is some old head talk, but like, it's, it's true as hell. It's, it's true as hell, honestly. Like, But at the same time, he has to have the proper state of mind to really soak in the game that people are trying to give him. Like, people have been trying to tell him. People have been calling him, reaching out. And is is it more than just a, I know, I know? Or are you really going to be willing to put in the work to make that change? This man had a chance to get advice from Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne reached out to him and his party, and they never got back to him. And Wayne's did time for jail and guns and shit. And for you not to reach back out to him, I think that's crazy. Like, there's people that's trying to help you out so you don't lose your fucking what you're, where you're at now because 
I don't think nobody wants to see you go play for the Shanghai Shanghai Sharks. Nobody wants to see you in Puerto Rico playing hoops. Like, there's people trying to help you out, and instead of trying to get their help, you're trying to do your own fucking thing. And you're saying you take accountability, but actions speak louder than words, if I'm being correctly honest. Like, you you got a daughter. We've been we've talked about this situation already. And I, I think at this point, you just gotta get your shit together because I don't think you're gonna get a third chance after this. Nah, he's lucky. His talent is the reason he's even getting the second chance. Because, but at the same time, what what is his absence for twenty five games going to do to a Memphis team that was this two seed last year? Oh, struggle. They're I mean, struggle. that's damn near. That's a quarter of the season right there. That's yeah. a little bit more than a quarter of the season. And to jump off of that, get back in there, get your legs ready because everybody's going to be. It's not going to be November, December. No, you're talking about like January. I want to say right. I mean, everybody's legs are ready. Everybody's game shape. Everybody's up and at them. You're hopping in. Cold, trying to get back into it transition-wise, and it's just going to be very difficult. And going on what Rico was saying, it's true what he's saying about his, his circle and everything. There's a saying in Spanish, I do not remember it, but it's a saying that my wife and I were talking about the other day where it's it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission. So you're going to go ahead and do it, and it's like, I'm not even going to ask. I'm just going to do it, and afterwards I'll say that. And on another note... What do you guys think about Adam Silver? Is he the fucking Roger Goodell? Like, I know they're both commissioners and all that, but he does not take any shit. Right on. Kudos to him for getting that kind of element out of the league because there are too many young athletes watching this and thinking it's okay. Too many young athletes thinking that you can brandish weapons and do things that you're not supposed to, even on this star level. No, for sure. I I do think it's good that he he doesn't take any shit about it, but I— I definitely feel like it could have been a worse situation. It could have been more of a of a punishment for it. Like if you go back to the Gilbert Arena situation, Ooh, where he games. where he pulled up to the arena with a gun, yeah. pulled it on his teammate who owed him money. Like that was some crazy shit. And this is like right at the around the spark of social media. Imagine all the shit that happened like when Jordan was playing him, yeah, Barkley was playing even older. Yeah. Yeah, man. Malice in the Palace. Oh, Ron Artest and oh, Ron Ron. Ben Wallace. Yeah, oh, yeah, yes. man. That shit was wild. That we was won't bad. forget about uh, Melo's 15 games he got for the fight uh, against the Knicks. But M- Melo did that like a bitch. He punched him and ran, bro. Like, if you're going you to punch somebody, stand there and fight. You, you, you got to stand there like Chris Childs when he sought Kobe in the jaw. And Kobe was shocked. What the fuck? You remember that shit? Chris Giles just hit him with a quick left and just snapped at him. Yeah, man. They got to do how, like, uh, they used to do back in the day. You hear Larry Bird say, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, man, speaking of constantly putting up a fight, we're going to go ahead and transfer over or transition over to baseball, man, in the major leagues, where we got the Oakland A's putting up one hell of a fight to save their season. From the cellar. From the cellar, they're Oaktown. They're doing the reverse the reverse boycott last week, where they went ahead and they tried to sell out the stadium as much as they could. The average attendance was about seven thousand. They brought in twenty eight thousand people, man. Yeah, I think the I think the official tally was twenty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty people, and they they packed the fuck out of there and made an, a playoff atmosphere for that game. Absolutely, and I think a lot of it goes with that the stadium, the city, the team. Everybody's leaving out of there, man. Yeah. The the Raiders left, the Warriors left, A's are going to be next everybody's looking into vegas but it was it was phenomenal to see it just to see that seller team come back because it's it's a marathon it's not a sprint so to see them turn around even just for a little bit yeah. seven games in a row you beat the best team in baseball being the uh, tampa bay devil rays you beat them twice and it was a great showing i mean they're coming through definitely they they were trying to put on a show trying to voice uh, their displeasure with owner josh fisher who's moving the team to vegas and that deal's final 
like Vegas legislation just passed a deal, uh, a deal that they're going to fund the stadium out in Vegas for the A's. So that 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 deal's final. There's that reverse boycott. Honestly, I, I get what you were trying to do with it, but all you did all you did really was improve the profit and loss margin for for a single game. And it's a tough situation. Daily dollar the, short. The the way I see it, it's kind of like the St. Louis Rams. Uh, I remember the fans of St. Louis too. They didn't want their team to leave, but. The city wasn't willing to help them build a new stadium, so so Cronky got up out so of there. So Cronky was like, "Fuck it, I'm going back to L.A." Because they both have to work hand in hand because yeah. there's so much money in like the infrastructure of a stadium, and then where to place it. And don't forget about all the economy around the stadium. Look at how popping Coors Field is around any major stadium, Wrigley in Chicago, and and in the Bronx with the Yankee Stadium. There's a lot of different moving pieces that go into these decisions. And that shit's not cheap no more. Either. Fuck no, and inflation alone. You gotta have. These billion dollar fucking stadiums now because everybody wants top the, amenities. The, the top amenities. Yeah. I think it started with Jerry's World when that motherfucker had a the big ass TV screen. I think Jerry's World was the first billion dollar stadium, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that's why it's called Jerry's World. Yeah. It sounds like a kind of pedophile uh, it does. place. Jerry's fucking World. Fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah, and they still suck. <laughs> and the Cowboys still suck. Oh man, you want to come play? Back to the A's. You know their fans. They uh, they gathered early. There was over eight thousand fans there waiting before the game, hours beforehand. And then once they did get in there, they uh, were heard chanting "Sell the team" and "Stay in Oakland." I can't help but feel for those fans. I like, like it, it really sucks. Like when when franchises move, it decimates a city. It really does because like what what else are fans, especially in Oakland? Like you said, the Warriors and the Raiders have left now. Do they just stay fans of those teams, or do they try to find new new routes to go about it? I think it was a tough situation as it is because their stadium became so shitty because oh, of the Raiders. Yes. Like the city of Oakland was doing their hardest to try to keep the Raiders there. So they fucking built that big ass side for uh, Al Davis, where the stadium you can't even see out of it. It's like a big ass cookie cutter stadium, like <laughs> the big ass old ass stadiums for multi purpose. And, and that sucks too. Imagine playing sucks. football. You play Rico. You still play football. Imagine getting fucking tackled on infield dirt. Yeah. You know, I, there's no investment in the stadium. I remember stories of the 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 urinals and the bathrooms and the clubhouse being flooded out during rainstorms and raw sewage in the dugouts, and they have to stop games. And it's so bad because it's it's just like that shitty car you see on the highway and the motherfucker got duct tape holding up his bumper and that's all they're doing that's, that's a really 94 honda that's a miata that's a miata sir yeah oh, that's a plymouth bro <laughs> <laughs> so that in baseball tampa bay devil rays still holding it down in the american league he's got the best record in baseball the braves are killing it in the national league their most wins they got 43 right now and the fucking arizona diamondbacks just gained another game on the dodgers because the dodgers blew it last night they're up three in the west but Dodgers fans, stay faithful because we will pan this out. We've seen this happen before. We're going for another NL West title. Just be patient. Oh, it's it's still very early in the season. Um, obviously, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be highs and lows. There's going everybody. Every team is going to go through it. Obviously, right now the uh, Diamondbacks are hitting their stride. They were predicted to be fourth in the West this year. So for them to come out and be first where they're at right now, it speaks to them. But again, marathon, not a not a sprint. 
Let's see where they're at after 162 games. Absolutely. It's going to be a fun season. That's why I love baseball so much. Anything can happen. Injuries can plague a team that's extremely hot. Players coming off the DL could go ahead and give them a spark. And don't forget about those last-minute trades at the deadline. Yeah. You cannot forget about that. Yeah. These things all impact it. So. I, I, I will say, too, you know, ever since uh, Mr. Juice of the week, uh, Mr. Ellie De La Cruz got on the Reds. You know, they're back at 500. You know, looking at the at the standings in the majors, you have the A's who, after they did win seven in a row, they did lose three in a row after that, and they're still the worst team in baseball by a half a game in – yeah, man, I think it's just a. I think they had a little surge trying to prove something to ownership, but it's it's just gonna go down the toilet. It is just like the Rockies. Yeah, at least the Rockies ain't, ain't the worst in the league, man. Hey, on yeah, a, on a side note, close. on a side road, Siren Sports will be at the Dodgers versus Rockies game. Two of the three amigos right here will be there on Wednesday, the twenty eighth, twenty sixth, twenty eighth, the twenty eighth. If you happen to see this show and you find us out there, find old Gary. I'll buy you a beer. All right, to shout out Siren Sports, we're gonna go ahead and be in the house. We're going to be a little bit separate, but we're going to have a good time. He, he, he's nicer than you. I wouldn't offer a beer. I'd be like. I'll take a picture. Take a picture. I didn't say whose beer. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> hey, one real quick on uh, on baseball note. Have you guys heard about the Ugandan catcher, the 18-year-old cat? I have. Kasumba Dennis. Kasumba Dennis, man, that he went viral for his training videos and his catcher workouts. So this man is, you know, doing the catcher motion for throwing out to second – with a tire, he like he's he's doing the motion with it. He's batting with the motion with a the tire. There's he's doing catcher workouts with bricks taped or roped to his glove. So and man, he looks incredible. 18 years old, out of Uganda, and I caught for 10 years, so I understand how difficult those drills are. The pop up down, pop up down, you know, from get, catching the balls on there, uh, catching the balls and blocking it with your chest protector. He did it with no gloves. He was doing it in the rain. He was running and he had bottles of ice water like strapped to his, his, his shins for shin guards. He's sitting there bench pressing empty tires. This guy is really trying his damnedest. And he had visa trouble to get in too. I think he had a little bit of help from MLB, right? Yeah, um, he he had a little bit of help from, a, I believe it was a podcaster. It was a flip the, uh, Flipping the Bat podcast. Um, he was in communication with them and they worked. The embassy was willing to give him a visa, but what he needed was a letter from a college saying that they were interested. Because they were afraid of him. He, they said that he was too high risk to flee the country once he got into the United States yeah. and just stay over here and establish. Yeah, definitely. So what, uh, what the MLB did is they did him one better and they gave him an invite to the uh, MLB Draft League. And man, so that's a that's a huge opportunity for him. He's gonna be able to be able to play in front of uh, some MLB scouts and hopefully get drafted on the next draft. Yeah, just get some notoriety, get some get some more eyes on him, and just kind of show what he has for 18 years old in Uganda. I I'm pretty sure like soccer is the predominant sport over there. Sure, yeah. I, I don't really hear a lot of stud Ugandan players, but guy came in 18 years old, got his first at bat, struck out on three pitches, made contact on a 95 mile an hour pitch, and he said that that just made his day because. He had never seen a 95-mile-an-hour fastball, and he, he was just happy to do it. And you can only get better. And I think that he has the work ethic and the love for the game to really propel him to the next level. He got that dog in him. Yeah, and he, he really, really does. And, it, again, it just shows how beautiful of a game baseball is, the passion that these players have. And I'm wishing them all the best of luck, man. I'll be looking out for you, bro. Yeah, definitely, definitely. If uh, rumor has it, his pop time is 1.89. 
Nice. So for, for those of you that don't know, pop time is a, is a stat for catchers. So it measures the time from when the ball pops in your hand when you catch the glove to when it pops when you throw somebody out. The major league average is 2.01 seconds. His is 1.89, and he has never played in like an organized level before. And he's only 18. He's still growing, man. He, he's only growing, and he's, the, he's about to break the boundary because there is no clear route from Uganda to the majors. So he's the one breaking the boundary and setting the paving the road for others to follow behind him. Absolutely. Baseball is for everybody. How could you not like baseball? Like, Siren Sports is going to say it now. This dude going to be a stud. You heard it from me first. You heard it from Rico. You heard it from me first. Baseball is a beautiful game. Trust me. I, I love football and soccer and all that, all the other sports, but baseball is just a beautiful game because I feel like anyone, if they just pick it up and practice and practice and practice, they can get really good at it. It doesn't matter about your size, too. That's what I like. You can be fat. You can be skinny. You can be built. Like, it don't matter. Like, Shout out to Prince Fielder. Exactly. <laughs> Prince Fielder was a st- – oh, poor guy. Then he got hurt, and then it's all downhill. <laughs> Look, that man didn't need to run. Everything he hit was out the park. He was so big, dog. He was a big jolly. Yeah, old Bartolo. Bartolo, oh, too. Remember when that – When he hit his home run. <laughs> Bartolo looks like the dead body that they drag out the opening scene of CSI and shit. It's fucked up, huh? All bloated and shit. Shout out to Bartolo Colon. <laughs> Just fucking, that's a cold take, but fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, if, if that, hey, if that goes viral, he might Pedro you, bro. Be careful. Oh, shit. I think I can run a little bit faster than Bartolo now. <laughs> Man, Kasumba Dennis is going to be an incredible player in the majors. I'm, I guess you could say he got the juice. Speaking of the juice, hold on. We're going to talk about who got the juice this week because I got two. Who got the juice? juice. The motherfucking juice. The The fucking juice. I never pair of glasses every week. You got to change it. There you go. All right. Number one candidate for who got the juice this week. Coach Michael Malone. Ah, I knew you were going to say that. That man was turned the fuck up <laughs> on Thursday. When I tell you he was faded, that man was faded, but he brought the good energy. Right. That not only was that man faded, he was up there talking in cursive. He was like dead ass. Shit. Like for that boy, that boy wasn't afraid wasn't afraid to flex that muscle. He got LeBron pissed at him now. Look, he was showing his chain like this. He said, you just put it in the pot and you smoke that shit. That's what he said. I'm sorry. I was eating a sandwich. I wasn't <laughs> watching the parade and shit. He was sitting there talking his shit, and he said Bruce Brown will be back. That's a promise. Hey, well, and then Bruce Brown followed him up, and he was like, y'all want one more year? And let me tell you, like I said last week, Bruce Brown, Mile High City Royalty, Brady. Bring it back. Bring it back. Run it. Mr. Malone brought that shit. But we also got another candidate. The other man who got the juice of the week is Christian Pulisic. That's true. This man came out in the CONFACAF Nations League and balled out scoring two goals against Mexico to take USA to the finals against hey, Canada on Sunday. Hey, I love to see it, man. We don't we don't talk much soccer here in the here on Siren Sports, but we uh, definitely aren't going to turn a blind eye to it. Absolutely, man. Man, was balling. You know, I, I love when US and Mexico play because it's always heated. But he was like, nah, fuck that. This is on our territory. This is our turf. And I'm going to make it happen again. Them boys ain't no joke. 
four years. It's almost been four years since Mexico has beat the United States. In Mexico's defense, we have a new coach every time Siren Sports has a new episode. So <laughs> fuck, man, we we have a hard, difficult time. And what can I say? The U.S. has stepped up their soccer game significantly. It really, really has. Definitely, it's, I I think is it becomes more part of the culture. The more people like come into the United States. For, for the people who leave their home and then come to the United States and have a love of soccer, they pass it down to their kids, they go to school, they play soccer, and the next thing you know, they're playing in competitive leagues, leagues with the love of soccer that their parents had. So, it's hereditary, yeah, yeah. It passes down. Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. And, and it's crazy because the U.S. soccer has been on the rise. Like, we know the women's team has been very successful. They start off their World Cup pretty soon, I think next month. So they're looking to go back to back to back Imagine, but imagine, imagine that. three years or three, three, three in a row. That that's something that's yeah, never been talked about. A three p. Twelve years but, of soccer dominance. Yes, but America, USA has definitely they've been on the rise. They had the youngest team in the World Cup last year, and they just been getting the pieces together now because they know that they have something special. Because a lot of kids are starting to pick up the soccer ball, and they're like, well. Mexico's having their they're having their downfall now, so it's time to take advantage and start developing players to be great. I've never seen so many United States uh, kids now playing in Europe. Like it, it's a it's a rare thing to see. I was never really the biggest fan of soccer. I always had to you know lean out my window and yell at the kid kicking the soccer ball against the wall, and he throw it at the window. This fool, I would tell him. <laughs> this fool. Not to cut off Rico and the juice of the week, but I got myself a new segment, and it's called. This fool! This fool! So this fucking fool. <laughs> fucking stupid. There's a gentleman on Reddit that posts his bets, and it goes by PDR Lives. This man had a three-team parlay for championships. The first leg, it was for a $25 bet, and the payout was supposed to be nearly $70,000. He had a three-leg parlay. The first leg was for the Kansas City Chiefs to win the championship, to win the Super Bowl. After that, it was UConn men to win the NCAA title. And the last one was for the Denver Nuggets to go ahead and win the NBA Finals. He hit on the Chiefs and took $122.50 off of his $25 bet, cashed out, and called it a day. Had he let it ride, he would have won a total of $71,525.52 fucking cents. This fool, what the fuck? What a fucking idiot. Bruh, okay, you, uh, I mean, if if you're going to throw that cheap of a bet, a $25 bet on that big of a parlay, you may as well just see it the whole way through. Just let it ride. What is that, a quarter tank of gas nowadays? You might as well. He probably had rent to pay or something or... He was like, you know what sounds good? That cheeseburger pack from McDonald's. I don't know. I think I'm just going to cast this bitch out and go ahead and get it. He said, I need a Grimace milkshake. <laughs> hey, it's, I need to. It's, it's Grimace's birthday, bro. We celebrating, all right? the Grimace motherfucking shake. <laughs> he brought up the Grimace milkshake. This fool. This fool. Man, that's that's horrible luck. Like, I I really can't put myself in a position to, to like... It's a, it's that it's a small bet, man. Let it ride. <laughs> you got me, asshole. Stop. You know what I do when I still start. Oh, so I I I like that, Gary. I like uh, this fool, huh? This fool. It's a Cali thing. I don't know. Well, let me uh, let me tell you. I may have another candidate for this fool of the week. This fool. This fool. Okay. Who you got? Guy by the name of Elliot Shore Parks. 
Fuck is Elliot Shore Park? Sounds okay, like a, he's sounds, a, sounds like, like a park name. That, okay. shit, that shit sounds like a horrible stripper name back in the 70s. The fuck? Okay. Elliot Nor Parks for you, ladies. Elliot Shore Parks is a, uh, is, is a beat reporter for the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. And they had him on 94.1 Sports Radio in Philadelphia. And he had this to say. I'll just let y'all... I'll just let y'all hear it. I actually think everyone pretending that this Denver ring means something diminishes the rings of other people. We were all here in 2017 and saw the Eagles ring. And I'm not making this a Philadelphia thing. It's just the ring I experienced, right? That ring was special. It was, there was, they had the backup quarterback. They got tested in the first round. The, the Super Bowl was an epic shootout where they got tested. This Nuggets team did not get tested. They were not tested the entire way. And it's not because they're clearing away the best team in the NBA. It's because they didn't have to play anybody. They played nobody on their path to the uh, to, to the final. Uh, Mr. Elliott, you are welcome on Siren Sports whenever you would like. He could be my special guest to go ahead and speak some facts on that. <laughs> Good take. Good take. Gary, I'm going to tell you to go to Bye. your cage, bro. Go to your cage. Because, <laughs> you no, know, bro. No, this fucking fool, all right? This fool. Now, okay. What the fuck does the Denver Nuggets ring have to do with the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles? That's two different like, sports. Like that, that is completely two different things. Another thing, how the fuck does the Nuggets winning a championship diminish anything that anyone else has done? Winning a chip is winning a chip regardless which way you slice it, regardless which salt you try to throw on it, regardless which bullshit you try to add to it. A chip is a chip. I completely agree. I will agree. That was a kind of funky take. That was a left field, especially since you're cross-sport referencing. That doesn't really make too much no, sense. It, 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 it fucking does. So I think I, I think I figured out what was happening here. I think Philadelphia fans, led by Elliot, what the fuck's this dude's name? Elliot Shore. Elliot, Elliot, Elliot led, led, by, led by Elliot Shore Parks. Mr. Parks. Are, are kind of are, are on the menstrual cycle a little bit with the fact that the Nuggets won the championship and Nikola Jokic completely outshined Joel Embiid in every facet this season. Mr. Elliot Shore Park sounds like the guy that would go to Starbucks and have his whole name be read when his order is ready. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Elliot Shore Parks, <laughs> a half cream latte with half soy, half. <laughs> Elliot Shore Parks going twice. Hey, I mean, if it's, if it's good, I'll take it. I'll be Elliot Short Parks for a couple minutes to get that thing. He sounded pretty sassy. He must be having some trouble at home. I think he has a little wiener. That's why he sounds like that. <laughs> a lot of people talk very loud when they're like that, so that's yeah, why I'm very wow. subdued. And- Elliot Short Parks, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> Honestly, hey, tip, tip, you know we got the juice this week? Father Juice and Mr. Town, because these guys came with a lot this week. I just sat back. This was you. This fool. You guys this came. Fool. You guys came with it, man. You guys, OG Siren Sports Run, and fuck, man, great <laughs> shit, great, well, awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I love having having these conversations. I love being able to sit with y'all and really like. Uh, there's there's a lot of people who put filters and censors on who they are just to try to maintain an image for the social medias. That, fuck that. That's not us, bro. I'm gonna be unapologetic. Apologetically, me, I'm gonna look you in your eye and I'm gonna tell you to sit and twirl if it mean it. So uh, that's that's gonna be me. Rico's gonna give you the truth. He's Father Juice, and then you got a uh, you got old man Gary over there who you know your grandpa's always gonna fucking break it down for I'm you, man. I'm not your daddy. I'm your grandpa. I hate to say it, but I'm not HR friendly. I've been told that several times. I don't know why. Hey, it's I don't a, know why. Hey, it's okay, but when you're when you're dealing with Cyrus Sports, HR is right here. We don't give a fuck. You know what right I'm saying? On. That's what makes it such a grassroots campaign. Exactly. Sit there, smoke that pot and drink your prune juice. The devil's lettuce. Damn devil. <laughs>
Dad Devil's Lettuce, hey, man. What a great tenth episode, fellas. That was phenomenal. That was yeah. absolutely fantastic. It, it definitely was, man. Episode ten. We are officially in double digits, man. Gary, you want to plug your socials for the folks? Well, I'm in the midst of getting everything else. Don't worry, fellas. <laughs> I get it. But for right now, it's just Gary Enriquez18 on Twitter. Soon to come is TikTok, uh, oh, was yeah. Instagram, OnlyFans, Patreon. <laughs> You're just gonna see my elbow. That's it. Oh no. That's it for you freaks. <laughs> Rico, you wanna plug your socials for the folk? All right, make sure you follow your boy on Instagram, TikTok at Father Juice, but also make sure you follow us on Twitter. You know, we got a Twitter now at Siren Sports. Follow us also on TikTok with the same name and Instagram. You can also tune in on Facebook, but you know, the video is always gonna be posted on YouTube, nowhere else. So that's right, exclusively on YouTube. But if I mean, if you're more of an audio podcast listener, you can always find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Podcasts. Fuck, you can go to the moon and hear us. You know what I'm saying? So your mama's house, your grandma's house, your side bitch's house, your daddy. Nah, unless he the milkman. I don't know. I mean, I ate a milkman's house. Fuck it. Hey, you, know, well, you can, can you catch it everywhere. You can catch it everywhere. We also gotta give a special shout out to a special someone. Okay. I hear we have a number one fan for Siren Sports, always watching us. So, Gary's daughter, when you see this, we just want to say thank you for always tuning in and watching us do what we do. I know we're some fools or some fools. Yeah, we're uh, we're probably teaching we you all the wrong you. shit. <laughs> she does, though. She'll watch it. She comes in. I just got done watching your show. Every single time somebody says something bad, I just cover my ears and I close my eyes. <laughs> And I was just like, oh, sweetheart, you didn't see anything then. <laughs> she really does love the show, guys. She does. And then uh, next week she's going to be in, say hi to you guys and everything like that. And I think you have your kids here as well, yeah, right, yeah, Tom? My, yeah, my kids, uh, I have them every other weekend. So, yeah, it's just a— uh, It's going to be a beautiful thing, yeah, man. That, I, I, I try not to bring them to stuff like this because my daughter's like, I'm bored, I'm bored. And like, They're kids. Yeah, for sure. All right. But, and uh, as for me, I go by the name of Town. You can catch me on all social medias Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at town.5280. So, man, I've uh, been off Twitter for a while, decided to hop back on and see what the fuck was going on. And uh, yeah, man, make sure you keep up with Siren Sports. For Rico, for Gary, we thank you for rocking with us. Episode number 10 in the books Siren Sports. We out this bitch. Look both ways before you cross the street. Say your prayers. Hugs and drugs. Eat your vitamins. Hulk Hogan, I'm coming. Hold, hold, Always hold, say hold, please, hold, thank hold, you, hold, and you're welcome. Hold on, this is the second time y'all have hijacked my out. I'm going to do it one more game. <laughs> <laughs>